face. Hello and welcome to Do the Right Thing, your weekly writing prompt podcast. I'm Alexandra. And I'm Jarvis. Jarvis and I were aspiring writers, but we had a problem that most others do as well. Um, mm-hmm. We never actually took the time to sit down and write. Exactly. So we decided to issue a challenge. Each week you sit down and write a complete short story using three or four randomly generated words. And then we come on the podcast, we read a story sent in by your wonderful listeners, and then we talk about the rest. Mm-hmm. Exactamundo. We're simply here to help you do the right thing. A doof, uh, doof media, media production. production. So I saw, um, I saw three Muppets movies the last I'm couple sorry. of days. I'm really uh, sorry. I saw the original that. Muppets movie, and then two hours after that, I watched the reboot. Is that? I don't know. It's yeah. not really a reboot. It's just well, it just like, came later. Yeah, like a forty-year sequel, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, that came out in like 2016, and then I watched, um, uh, yes, last night. Um, the Muppets Most Wanted. Oh, that's the most um, re- recent one, right? Uh, I think there might be. I don't know. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that one is actually really funny. That one's good. I, <laughs> the other two were were pretty mediocre. Like mm-hmm. I really wanted to like them because I, you know, a lot of well known kids stuff are actually really good, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, in Disney movies, right? most of them are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the original. Muppets and this this remake thing, they were just, like, fine. They, I don't know, they just didn't have a lot going for them, really. I thought there yeah. would be more jokes for adults, you know? There was, like, none at all. Well, like, could um, it be that it just hasn't aged well? Because I know they're a lot older, so it could have been, like, a totally different style of comedy yeah, back then. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, probably the the old, older Muppets is probably more funny for the time. But the new one has no excuse, so... <laughs> Yeah, we said um, that the uh, newest one was better. So some... no, 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 no. The the Muppets Most Wanted was better, not the uh, reboot, which is just the Muppets, I think. Mm. Um, but Muppets Most Wanted was really funny. Mostly, I mean, I, I will admit, most of the humor came from the villain. Uh, he is he's evil Kermit, right? Mm. Um, and he has a Russian accent. Uh-huh. And his name is Constantine, and it's it, that's really funny. Constantine, it's really funny that, that he's got such a serious name like Constantine. <laughs> also, he has the best song in the movie. Like it's it's playing in my head right now because mm. it's excellent. Um. Anyway, wow. So uh, so for someone who let's say me, right? I've only seen the Muppets TV show and like a couple mm-hmm. of specials, but. I don't think I've ever actually sat down and watch a, watched a complete Muppets movie. Should I? Um, I mean, it's more of a thing that you should do if, like, someone else really wants to watch it. Um, oh. Which I had to... Uh, I, didn't, I didn't just, like, on my own decide I want to go watch the Muppets. But, you know, if you're with someone who, you know, it's a cherished childhood thing, they really want to watch the Muppets. Or maybe mm. you just watched a really scary horror movie like I did. I watched Hereditary... That's just great. before it and you, you just i did i am talking about the muppets movie rather than hereditary so you know that's the one that really stuck in my mind so wow, what does that say really? about hereditary just saying Any, <laughs> really? anyway i'm I'm just kidding um yeah. but uh Her- hereditary but, yeah don't go out of your way to watch it it's it's fine it's it, it was fun but like okay so it's so it's more of a group watch type of yeah okay, yeah if you if you 
if it's a person that really likes things from their childhood or you are with a child, mm-hmm. go ahead and watch The Muppets Most Wanted. That's oh, but, my but hey, stamp of approval. Hey, 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 hey. Uh-huh. Hey. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, how yes. did you feel about that scene um, when... I, okay. No, I have to cut this. You well, know that, right? Fine. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say anything else, but do you know what scene I am talking about? I'm going to cut most of that, just for the record. Do you know what scene I am talking about? Of course I... It's the scene. Okay. How did you feel? <laughs> was it, it great? Was, it, it's actually the second time I saw it because uh, the first time I saw it was really, really drunk. And then mm-hmm. about halfway through the movie, I was like, this is really good, but I'm too drunk to truly enjoy this. And also I'm scared. Yeah. Um, so let's finish it another time. And that was about like four months ago. Oh my God. Anyway, <laughs> I had no. So th- I, I saw it a second time. It was not as bad the second time, but okay. it was still pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, um, maybe it's just me, but that scene hits oh, yeah. every yeah, time. Yeah, it gets you. Like, the, I feel it's especially it. the reaction. It's yes, the reaction that really didn't. fucking does it. Um, sorry for the abrupt cut, y'all. The Jarvis just couldn't keep himself from spoiling Hereditary. Yeah, the entire completely. movie. I'm sorry. The entire movie, the pivotal moment. Mm-hmm. If, you, um, if you haven't seen it, you're like five years too late. I'm sorry. Go and watch it now. <laughs> um it yeah no it was it was really good it was um uh really scary really uncomfortable actually what happened is we were watching it uh mm-hmm. really late at night a little bit drunk but not too drunk right yeah and then freaking uh from downstairs like midway through the movie actually like three quarters of the way through the movie the one of the speakers from downstairs just abruptly went boop boop boop, boop and then like oh. played 90s rock for three seconds and then turned off again and we're what? like, that's weird, but okay. And then another like minute later, it did it again, and then it didn't do it again the whole night. Yo, just like spooky. It was spooky. I was like, I was like, it's not a ghost, I know, but I am still mm. very anxious from the spooky movie. And do you have like some sort of ancestor that you don't know about that might be? You well, know... a lot of people that I have over say that this house is haunted, so. Really? And and and, yeah. and that's the one that I've been in? The uh, new place? Yeah, the new one. Yeah. Hmm. They, they, they just get that vibe for some reason. Yeah, I mean, I think it's mostly coming from that uh, box big room giant that doesn't... Open... Oh, that too. But I think it's the big giant open space. That but... too. That too. But I guarantee wherever the um, host evil is, it's definitely in that window. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> There's a big area... Uh, that looks like it should be ac- uh, accessible, but it's not. It's like a whole space of a room, mm-hmm. and it's just not accessible. And so if there is going to be a little gremlin in there. Mm-hmm. There's a window be outside there. of this room, yes. which makes yes. you think that it's even more accessible than it really is. It's just very, very odd way to be built. It um, reminds yes. me of Romeo and Juliet. Yes, thank you for mm-hmm. bringing that up. Anyway... <laughs> um, yeah, so if I get killed by a ghost, um, sorry. Yeah. I guess. I guess. Oh, uh, no but more do um, if, uh, last thing before we actually get into the show proper, I'm really, I, I feel like, I feel like we're allowed to do this. This is our podcast. We can do this. But, um, I watched, uh, The Ring, right? Mm, nice. And, um, me and the person that got, that we're watching it were a little, I mean, we both knew it was super rational, but we were also like, man, 
would suck if we died in seven days, you know? Like, the movie kind of makes you feel like you're gonna. Because mm-hmm. um, you did watch the actual Ring video. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You d- exactly. But, uh, hey, that was like nine days ago, so. Oh, so you're fine. Yeah, this, yeah. They broke the curse. Well, actually, also, like, I feel that if I watched the, like, Ring video, I would know exactly what I need to, to do. I would need to find that, mm-hmm. that well. And um, That's, not, that's not how you solve it, though. Well, it kind of, because you have to first find the well, and then you have to find the body, and then you have to like... No, no, that that stuff was all unnecessary. It didn't actually do anything. Oh, then then what did it? There was some, there, um, there was some okay, thing so, that did it. Okay, so, uh, spoilers for The Ring, and honestly, the stuff I just said is the spoilers, really. The Ring is, the um, mo- is it, like a classic horror movie, if you haven't seen The Ring by now. But yeah, no, the, the way, at the end, the only reason that, um... She didn't get killed, but the other guy did, is because she made a copy and like made the the copy paste the the chain email mm. of the killer chain email go forward, and okay. that's the only reason. And so she get, she made her son make a copy so he wouldn't die. I see, I see. Um, you haven't seen the sequel to The Ring, have you? Uh, nope. Okay, so. Uh, another spoiler. Uh, well, actually, do you even plan on seeing it? No, nah, I don't. I mean, I might see it, but I, I, I don't care about yeah. it. So, if I'm not mistaken, the way that they got out of it was similar, but they basically posted it online, if I'm not mistaken. Like, on YouTube. Did that solve it? Yeah, because it spread it to everyone else. Did everyone die? Uh, they didn't show it. <laughs> But I'm guessing so. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey. I mean, well, actually, if you still follow the rules of the of the thing, you just have to share it to one other, maybe two, one or two other people. Yeah. And p- keep spreading the chain email. But if you share it to everyone, then is everyone safe? Hey, here's a, here's a question. Yeah. I have. Mm-hmm. How how do chain emails even start? Like, especially the ones that aren't like. You know, something stupid uh, that that aren't like uh, actionable. Like the old ones were like, "Hey, um, you know, click this link for a billion dollars." Also, if you don't share this to two people, you'll you, die. You'll die. Mm-hmm. Um, and and um, yeah, and the like clicking on the link like steals your information or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Those make sense, right? Yeah. But what about the ones that are just like? the the scary story you know someone decided to make a scary story and then make it a chain email and then send it to a bunch of people like that's so that's so mean why'd they do that yeah it's so anti-social i mean it's probably society i mean it's probably the same reason as you know why people make creepypastas you know like they're just like hey let's spread this around let's see what happens i i guess I don't know. Mm. It might be in the same vein. Granted, you know, that that's when the uh, internet was new news. People were just trying mm-hmm. shit out. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, they still have it now, but now I, I, I can get it, which is just like, they make it, uh, you know, one of those posts where you keep scrolling for bad luck. Yeah. You know, it's just a picture of money or whatever. Mm-hmm. A retweet or whatever. So that's just because they want more follows and stuff on their account, which I really doubt actually works, but okay. <laughs> Um, 
So those those are annoying. They're basically like viruses. Basically. Anyway, yeah. let's do the show that yeah. we have. This what, what this were the show, words this week, Jarvis? This show is kind of like a virus. Um, because it is totally it, like a virus. Send it to ten of your friends mm-hmm. on your on your texting on your texting list, or and, you'll um, die and in if you seven don't, days. you'll die. Mm-hmm. And yeah, exactly. Seven so days. seven days. Mm-hmm. Do you think if someone made an audio narrative of what the ring video is that it would kill people in seven days i think it would still work if the audio narrative is also cursed so like right. the like ring woman would have to host the audio narrative oh i see i see yeah, yeah, so yeah. she did like closed captioning you know like where they or you know where they like narrate the entire thing for blind people you yes. know they narrate the entire room etc mm-hmm. yeah like that yeah basically like that and there'll be a uh, a uh, audio narrative of it is a long shot of a mm-hmm. deep well exactly in a desolate forest the camera pans in slowly slowly okay slowly. um what were the words this week Travis? <laughs> the words were cemetery Session, radio, and ratio, and owner. Uh, hell yes. Uh, who are we reading this week? Yeah, so this week we are reading a lovely story by No Goodbye, titled Reminiscence. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's really nice to see a story by No Goodbye. It's been a while since we had them around, and, um... Yeah, it's a good story. I can't wait to hear it. And we should also probably keep in mind that this is about um, the the theme this week or month is about uh, a single scene, right? Mm-hmm. So staying in one location, uh, one set of actions, and focusing there rather than um, jumping around. Mm-hmm. But okay, reminiscence by No Goodbye. Standing in school grounds again feels like standing in a cemetery, surrounded by nothing but reminiscence and countless reminders of what's been lost to time and circumstance. I can't believe they're tearing this place down, Andrea says. I just nod, my words lost as I try to process the moment. It was me and her again, back here, back where it all started. She holds my hand. Hey, You okay? We can leave if you want. Really? You tried so hard convincing me to go. Yeah, but not if you're too uncomfortable. I know how shitty of a time high school was for you. For both of us. Hey, I say, forcing a smile. It wasn't all bad. I met you, after all. Aw, she kisses me. Really, though... The misgendering, the bullies, the unforgiving amount of work, the nights crying, dreading that I wouldn't make it past the next term, none of that was what comes to mind when I think about my teenage years. I remember the nights Andrea spent over, the study sessions followed by the watching of a bad film of her choice, and hanging out during lunch with Peter at a table that was just the three of us. The bad parts still get to me on bad days, but... Every other time, I couldn't ask for a better good memory to bad memory ratio. You think Peter would be here too, if he were still here? I ask. Andrea fidgets a bit. I don't know. 
he's a wimp, but you would hate to miss out. I miss him. It feels all the more somber thinking about him, standing in the decaying grounds that used to be the setting for so many of our most cherished moments. I know. Let's give him a visit tomorrow, okay? We can tell him all about tonight. Our trespassing and sneaking into this old place. We could bring something back for him, like a souvenir. What? Like an old dried piece of gum from between the lockers? There's bound to be something better than that. Andrea snorts. Better start looking, then. She leads, leading me by the hand as we head into the dark, decrepit building. Alright, alright. So I really like this story. It's uh, very somber and in tone. Um, and I enjoy how, of course, this this does play, take place within this one moment. This one moment shared be between these two characters as they not only recount uh, the good times that happened at their uh, high school in face of, of all of the, the bad, but we also get a hint of this third character named Peter, who I'm getting the, the sense has passed, and, you know, the, the story itself does really take a sort of sadder t- tone to it, but there's also a sweetness there and um that they'll always have those memories so yeah i think that this is a really strong story um that is really taking ad- advantage of staying in this one place so really good job yeah i thought this was a really good uh way to um take that part of the prompt that was uh picking a location mm-hmm. um and picking I-, I get the feeling that no goodbye is um, reaching for their own memories of high school and such, um, and using those feelings and, and those thoughts to create the story. Um, like, the description and, like, setting of it, like, the actual, like, shape of the building, that, you know, that sort of thing, is not what's important as much as, um, the things that happened here. Um, and it does take a bit of a, like, a broad view over it all. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think that's still like a good overview of, uh, all the things that this character has gone through. Um, I liked when, um, there's those moments where they, uh, dive into like specific, uh, happy memories, like the, um, the studying and then watching a bad movie. Um, yeah, those were nice and really, I I think show a bit of what that, um, relationship was like. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and again, like of of course, this in, this entire story is focused on these characters, and, and these characters are really pushing it forward. Or I guess this scene—it's not really a story; it's it's more of a scene. Um, and yeah, I just enjoy how these characters do feel very believable, especially with their relationship be between each each other. And, and I like how them recounting their high school years isn't all gumdrop in roses you know like of of course i think the uh, main character goes goes into the miss the misgendering the 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 bullying the uh huge uh amount of work that is forced onto high school age kids um and i really like how this story is is able to really nicely balance that 
negative aspect, but also we can tell that even though there there was some bad things that that did happen during during these years, the strongest feeling, the strongest e- emotion, is the time that these three friends had with each other. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I mean, wonder no, if no. Um, if the main character. Um, is mostly feeling that because they are in a good place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, true. Or if they were in a bad place, that they would focus more on the bad, right? Mm. No, yeah, that is that is definitely a really good point I, I didn't really think of, is that, you know, maybe the reason why they are focusing on the good is because they are in a good place now, you know? And I'm I'm getting a sense this might be a while since the passing of Peter, Um mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's just that's just kind of what I'm reading because the way that they talk about Peter, it's with a lot more joy than it is grief. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that has probably been a been a while right. um, enough time for them to like accept it and stuff. That's interesting. Exactly, yeah, that, yeah, that carries across without having to be um, said explicitly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 and yeah, I, I just think that. This story has a great sense of time and place. And I think that's what Mm -hmm. the purpose of this challenge really is, is to establish place, but also time in relation to this place. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, overall, I just I just really dig it. I I dig this sort of like cute uh, conversation in the beginning. I enjoy how we go into their their backstories without leaving this place. I think that's a really strong point where we're still locked down to this core moment, but there is context being um, applied to what this moment means for these for these characters beyond what we can just see. Yeah, I um, I, I feel like uh, I want um, more like specific moments with this sort of story, mm-hmm. right? Um, and perhaps going deeper with some of those feelings that are described, like their relationship and such. But I think this is a good overview and definitely a a good start of a piece. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, I would say if you did want to go back and uh, gusty up this piece, you you can pretty much keep most of it just, I mean, as you said, go in, go in depth into those, those good, those good moments that they did have on this, what, what was the line? The decrepit piece of dirt or something like that? Yeah, the, um... It's, it feels all the more somber about him standing in this decaying ground that used to be the setting for so many of our most cherished moments. So, yeah, just the the biggest thing that I can see sort of boosting this, uh, this story up is really going into those cherished moments, you know, because they seem to be extremely important to every character that is being pre-presented. But, you know, as, as we've, mm-hmm. we've already said, we love it. It's great. Thank you so much to No Goodbye for submitting your story. Uh, And I think it's high time to move on in to our listener-submitted story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so uh, what is the one that we're covering? Yes, so the uh, story we we will be talking about is by Blari345 with Scene in Mind. Which is a fun pun of a title. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Very much so. So we have here this... um, this man in this uh, plain white cube, uh, really like a very minimal mm-hmm. space, yeah. um, drinking a coffee or a tea. And uh, the main bit of the story is a basically, as I understand it, a long uh, journey through this person's uh, like mind palace, mm-hmm. right? Um, <laughs> so basically like a, a space 
uh, that they've constructed in their mind that has basically all their me- memories like organized with location because you can actually do that. I think probably most listeners uh, already know that because um, it's like a pretty common trope at this point. But um, what's really interesting here is, is how uh, in depth this description goes. Really um, talking about like every single uh, like the the locations that this character passes through. Um, in their memories, kind of characterizes what those memories are about, right? And they, um, as they journey through their own mind, they sort of figure some things out. Uh, There's some clues laying around for something that they need to realize. Um, And finally, they go to the cemetery where friends and foe have been laid to rest, basically putting them away because they're they're dead at this point, as I understand it. Um, And basically, they've come to the realization that one of them is still alive or has come back to life um, with a fun little... Uh, method where the death date on the tombstone is now blank. And basically, uh, the man uh, ends this journey and then thinks about how they're going to kill this <laughs> this guy again, whoever it is. <laughs> um, and so that sort of implies like a whole, you know, bigger story going on here um, <laughs> where they're probably like an immortal, I think, um, and have to hunt down this 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 villain again. Not necessarily that they're they're a bad person, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that uh, this story does a really great job of uh, what it is not only in, implying, but uh, taking the concept itself of it taking place within one place um, and delving into uh, the mind of this character. And I think that, you know, him basically walking around all of these different corridors, seeing, seeing these clues... And uh, eventually seeing the actual cemetery does paint a really nice, uh, a really nice picture for me um, as I am reading. And I think that the realization of uh, this person that was maybe once dead isn't dead anymore. I think that, you know, that was a really good, good part um, that I enjoyed. And of course, the like last line is fun. Uh, it's it's a little uh, tongue in cheek, and I enjoy it. Um, so yeah, I mean overall, I, I I really liked it. I just think you know the only thing that um could have uh, that could have really elevated this this story f- for me would be uh, just a little bit more details when it does come to um, the actual mind palace. Um, really? Yeah, I mean I, I think I think it is pretty pretty solid. When it comes to describing it within the the beginning, but but as we keep going, maybe maybe it was just my own personal reading, but I found my myself losing a sense of place because we are in a place that doesn't exist. If that makes sense, um, but that's I, that's I, just me. That's interesting. I was like about to praise it actually, uh, the the description because we get like a lot. Like um, I'm I'm thinking of like the part where. Um, they go from the like records room mm-hmm. uh, to the cemetery, and then suddenly the sun shifts, and the crescent of a cold moon, half covered by thin tatters of unseen clouds, with moonlight illuminating um, faint traces of mist that cling close to the ground. Like, uh, yeah, that, that seems like a lot to me. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that. I mean that all that was really well handled. I just know within my own personal reading. I would have enjoyed more of that. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe it's just that I wanted more. Um, I think like, is there like a specific kind of description that you were looking for? Because I feel like there's there is a lot of like 
um like ambiance details i don't know if maybe you're looking for like specific geography and like certain um like facts about the setting that you felt that you needed to uh picture the space yeah maybe maybe that's it just specific geography i mean of course it's really heavy when it comes to uh what we are seeing and uh the sort of illustration but I don't know. I just felt by uh, myself losing sight of where we were. And maybe that's because within this actual mind palace, we are shifting places pretty often. Um, but I don't know. That's, that's, maybe that was just me and my own personal reading, just sort of wanting for a bit more concrete details. I guess we just disagree. <laughs> yeah. uh, I really, I really like the the concrete details that are that are here. But a, a different thing I did want to talk about is, um, I would I well actually related is that so in the beginning the man is inside this plain white cube with only a door mm-hmm. and a small window, right? And so I like that uh, contrast of like their actual surroundings and then this really extensive and. Um, like detailed uh mind palace um i thought that was interesting yeah um i I, yeah i'm just i was interested in what um more uh is going on with uh this character and like you know what exactly they're doing but that doesn't really matter um i think this was definitely a fun exploration of the idea of a mind palace yeah i I like the whole thing with the clues a lot too yeah definitely and yeah i think the uh, strongest part about this this story beyond the actual mind mind palace itself is the uh, implications you know that it sure. asked us a lot of questions that would you know make me willingly to um read more you know like oh mm-hmm. uh there are there are just so many different tid uh, tidbits and places that were mentioned that i would love to to know more uh about but i mean overall really great job to uh blurry three four five and thanks, no goodbye. Uh, we really appreciate both your submissions. Mm-hmm. Exactamundo. Uh, if you want to be like all of these wonderful writers and submit your story to Do the Right Thing, you can do that by going to Reddit at slash r slash do the right thing. All you have to do is sit down for 30 minutes and write a complete short story using three or four randomly generated words. Yep. Uh, I think I might write a story um, next week. I- so, because I had a bunch of ideas that I feel like I should probably start getting out and stuff. Uh, it's been a while, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and now I have medication, so I can actually sit down and concentrate now. Mm, even better. Um, yeah, so uh, that'll be that'll be a cool thing. Um, but yeah, if you want to see the words as soon as they come out, the best way to do that would be to follow us on Twitter at RightThingCast. You can also send us an email at RightThingCast at gmail.com. Exactly. And if you want to support us and everything else happening on Doof, you can do that by donating to the Doof Media Patreon. All you have to do is donate $10 or more per month to get access to exclusive bonus content. That's right. Um, The book club and game club were just as last weekend, so if you hadn't uh, watched it already, you probably should. It's a lot of fun. Uh, They covered Control in the game club, and they covered uh, Words of Radiance. Um, and then um, the new book for uh, next month is going to be Gideon the Ninth by Tamsin Muir, uh, which I'm not entirely, I, ha- I don't know anything about it, but it looks really cool. The cover has a bunch of bones flying around. I like that. Um, and then the game that we're covering um, in the game club this month is uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer, mm, which is a fun indie game I that you can play that yourself. <laughs> it's on everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. 
And of course, there's always so much going on here at Doof Media. Um, if you haven't checked out all the podcasts already, uh, do so. If you haven't uh, checked out an old podcast that you haven't in a while, you should. Just, you know, you don't have to go listen to the whole backlog. Just tune in. See what's going on, you know? Um, tune into the OC podcast. Um, uh, what to say. Or uh, go check out the, the, well, I guess if you've read the works, but... Um, one of our worm podcasts <laughs> or one of their packed podcasts or um, the pale podcast so a lot going on here and um, worth checking in um, so what are the words next week Jarvis I'm so glad that you asked the words for next week are put pin pipe and mobile that's funny I we got some alliteration here mm-hmm. that, that's interesting put pin pipe um, so put which is to which is a very simple mm-hmm. verb to place um, which something. is to take something and place it in a particular place mm-hmm. someone can stay um, put mm-hmm. which is to not move from a particular place mm-hmm. um usually i think it's it's sort of means to put it inside of something but not it doesn't have to that's just i guess not, i guess that's just not straight up not true that's just a vibe i got <laughs> yeah. i guess no, yeah, that's a vibe. Your um, vibe is valid because you you put something put something down, put the gun down. You know mm-hmm. uh, that just means uh, yeah, you put it down. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but place something somewhere. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so the word uh, pin. Um, so a pin is basically. Well, I think we should go with a verb first. So to pin something down is to forcefully make sure that it cannot move. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So you can pin someone to a wall, you can pin someone to the ground, right? Wrestlers have to do that. Um, and uh, the um, noun pin, which uh, normally refers to like a, a needle, for example, that is used to pin something in place while you do more things to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but also additionally, there's the pins in bowling, right? Um, you can put a pin in it, which is to, I think like, stop table discussion yeah. for later yeah it's like stop it for now anyway that's that's what i got would you have anything else <laughs> a pin a push pin a pin i think it's the same pin as bowling pin if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. um yes. yes um there's also pinhead from <laughs> what's it was what what are those movies um the only pinhead i remember is spongebob oh it's not that one it's uh hold on are you thinking of the cone heads? No, I'm thinking of Pinhead from Hellraiser. Oh yeah, mm. that's his actual name. Yeah, because he's covered in pins. Mm-hmm. I need. To, I want to watch Hellraiser. It's really good. It's very aged. <laughs> I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay. And then the last, uh, not the last word. Next word is pipe. <laughs> um, didn't we? Did we just have? We had elbow. Yes. Uh, and we had, we for some reason did stuff with pipes with that one yeah because it's an elbow Um, pipe exactly Mm -hmm. so a pipe is a tube that is used to transport usually um a fluid but sometimes like you have pneumatic uh pipes Mm -hmm. which uh shoot air or objects through um them using air yes um so basically a tube used for transport that is not giant because tunnels are not pipes Mm -hmm. question question i mean can uh the writers put down piping hops yeah, yeah, they can do that. Okay. Something can be piping hot, which is very, very hot. Um, you can use a pipe, the smoking implement. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not going to say the sexual 
one, but that's also also a sexual euphemism yes. with the word pipe. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, Mario goes, goes down, down pipes, pipes, and he um, goes down pipes. He's a plumber. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, you can pipe down, which is to be quiet. Yeah. Uh, or especially, that's a verb to tell someone to be quiet. Pipe up is to be loud. Pipe up? Is that a thing? Um, yeah, I think so. Probably. Because yeah. I've definitely heard pipe yeah. down, but I haven't heard pipe up. Yeah. Normally people I have. would say pep I have. up. I've never heard pep up. Oh, well, you know what? You didn't grow up in Pflugerville. Maybe that's it. That's right. I didn't. Um, and then the last word, mobile. Mobile. Which it means something that you can, um, something can move around very easily. Mm-hmm. It's portable. Well, it, it's more than that. Like, something can be mobile if it can, like, run really fast, right? True, or true. Or just yeah. travel very fast. And so that's why we call phones mobiles, because when we first got them, that meant that we could take them out of the house, mm-hmm. right? We could carry them around. Yeah. That's what made them a mobile. Um, and uh, it comes from mobility. Again, the ability to move. And those are what... That's that's what I got. All right. You could have a car. Yeah. That's a, car that's a mobile, is, is, is I guess. A mobile. You can hit someone up on your uh, mobile. Mobile. Um, to pipe them down. If Fuck. if a guy named Mo were to throw up, the throw up would be mobile. <laughs> That's really. You should have saved that for your story. <laughs> I should have saved it. Damn. Too late. Do you now. want to? I could cut no, it. No, no, it's fine. I don't even know how I would okay. mix that in. It's fine. All right. So speaking of, what's the story that you're going to write, uh, Jarvis? Yeah. Keeping it to to ten words or less. Ten words. Four of those words have to <laughs> well, be. Just, just try your best. All right. Um, starting now. Mm-hmm. Joffrey put a pen. In his mobile phone. Because. Um, <laughs> Why do you put a pin in it Jarvis? Because. The pipes. What does it mean to put a pin in the a, a phone by the way? were busted. And mm-hmm. the phone patched the bust. Oh, that's perfect. I totally understand what <laughs> happened in that story. Thank you, thank you. So, uh, what story are you going to write next week? Uh, Great and, question. You know, I, I actually, I'm, I'm I'll give you seven uh-huh. words. Seven words. Seven yeah, words. Seven words. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, uh, give me a second. Mm, shoes on the other foot now. <laughs> The pipe was mobile until someone pinned it down. That's it. That's the story. I can't. I, you want me to write a sequel, though? I can write a sequel. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Even though you know that uh-huh. that a uh, previous one was was nine words and stuff. So this is a this is a prequel. Okay. This is a prequel. Um, a a pipe came to life. And it was it's causing problems everywhere. And now now a sequel, um, the, the the pipe uh, they they killed it because of all the problems. It, it started a fire. Oh no! And that was an issue. So they killed the living pipe. That's because when they pinned it, they like killed it. Not the living pipe. <laughs> the living pipe. That that seems like a, a really bad seventies horror film. 
Night of mm-hmm. Night it's of like the, the Living Tire Pike. one. Tire? What? It's like the Tire. Yeah, the Evil Tire movie. Is this a mo- you're you're I'm not you're kidding. I'm not right kidding. Now. I I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a joke. I saw it on Netflix. I didn't I haven't watched There's it. There's a movie about a living really, tire. Yeah, what's it called? Okay, uh Evil Tire movie. Oh, it's called Rubber. Ha, it's from 2010. Ha, what? That is too yeah, late it's to a, be it's making that a, movie. It's a French independent satirical slasher film about a tire that comes to life and kills people with psychokinetic powers. Psychokinetic <laughs> Well, you know what? I mean, maybe if we treated our, our tires better, then, then stuff like this wouldn't happen. Maybe that's it. You're so right. Yeah, if only people did the right thing when it comes to their tires and had them rotated regularly. Every six months. Oh, okay. There's a there's a poster of it, and it's it's the tire, and but it has an evil eye inside the space of the tire. I, I love that. It's really good.